1: This is The Jerry Callahan Show. I've been big news over the weekend. A uh, hearse with a uh, old woman's uh, remains, a 96-year-old woman who died of uh, natural causes, drove through the streets of Edinburgh, Scotland, and everybody in that whole country showed up, lined the streets to look at the hearse, to look at the car, drive by. That is your lead. That is your big, big, big story of the day from every damn media outlet. Also, over the weekend, uh, Joe Biden's FBI raided 35 Trump, the homes, uh, the offices of 35 Trump allies. Good luck getting the details of that. As Trump said prophetically, once upon a time, the media are the enemy of the people, and they are proving it every day. Uh, a day or two after they raided Trump's allies, they the media asked Trump. I mean, asked Biden, asked Kamala Harris, "Ooh, do we have a? Is the threat to democracy from within, from domestic terror, is that worse than 9/11?" Truly remarkable the uh, the the tone deafness of the uh, of the American media, who are almost as obsessed with this friggin'. Queen, King, this, this, this LARPing, these, these Brits are doing. They're almost as assessed as the British media, but I will give the, 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 the Royal family credit for one thing. They're asking uh, world leaders who are coming in for the funeral to fly commercial <laughs> and take a bus to the ceremony. We'll see how many world leaders we'll see if Joe Biden and Kamala fly. Uh, I don't know, uh, Delta sitting in coach on the way to the funeral. Hey, they got to do their part to save mother earth. Uh, we got so much more. We got a reporter in Las Vegas who knows who to blame because a, uh, Democrat politician stabbed to death a reporter. He didn't like, we get the most remarkable, uh, Question for the uh, for the sheriff in the press conference to discuss that case. We will play that for you. We got the uh, sound from John Fetterman explaining why he he held a shotgun uh, to a uh, black jogger. Can you imagine if that were Dr. Oz or any any Republican who stopped a black jogger with a shotgun He claims it wasn't loaded, though. (laughs) He he didn't he didn't have a uh, a shotgun shell in the chamber. Um, What else? Big, big, big uh, uh, football weekend, NFL weekend. We got the uh, we got our reaction to the dismal performance by the Patriots, dismal performance by Bill Belichick and another another W for Tom Brady. Boy, is he winning that showdown? Uh, It doesn't look good. Doesn't look good for the Patriots. Their quarterback did not have a good game and got hurt. Another thing Tom Brady never did. We're getting into that. And a lot more on today's Callahan Show brought to you by MyPillow. We love MyPillow. Just go to MyPillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98, is only $19.98 with code word Jerry. My pillow is made in the USA and comes with a 10 year warranty and a 60 day money back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on. Get it now and you can support this show because, like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping out us, but you're joining in the fight against the cancel culture crowd. MyPillow isn't in big box stores for obvious reasons, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. You get the Giza sheets, buy one, get one free, half-off slippers, six-piece towel sets, regular $109.99, just $39.99 with code word Jerry. That's MyPillow.com, promo code Jerry. I'm 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 riveted. I'm riveted watching uh, this uh, hearse drive down the street. Watching the various royals get out of their limos in their private jets to I don't know greet the I don't even know what they're doing. Greeting the hearse. The funeral is not for another week. We have a week to listen to this. These breathless reports. From uh, Scotland and from London, about uh, you know the new king and what titles they're going to get, and will Meghan show up, and which world leaders will come and which ones won't? Yeah, you know, I'll tell you the only interesting thing about this because I'm an American, I don't care if foreign countries want to play dress up, want to play kings and queens and all this. Uh, look at this—we're looking at the inbred King Charles III ordering his servants to clean off the desk. How do we not mock this? How does everybody, I can't stand people who who think this is like important. Does this really matter to your life? Who gets to wear the crown? Just so silly. But uh, for the next week or more, we're going to hear about it. Did you know that uh, Queen Elizabeth was gracious? Did you know that she was a nice lady? I I guess she was. I, I, I have no doubt. There's lots of nice 96 year old ladies who are dying every day in this country and we don't stop the world from spinning to cover every minute of the uh, proceedings of their funerals and wakes and everything else. And I'm looking right now at William and Harry. Oh, they reconciled. Oh, I'm so happy that William and Harry are getting along again. It was important to me that those two, those two nobodies, those two welfare recipients kissed and made up. And, uh, and I'm, I'm not going to be able to sleep this week till I know whether Meghan Markle will make it to the ceremonies. I, I really not. And I, you know, and I can't stand, I don't want to listen to Pierce Morgan for another minute talking about how important this is. It's not important at all. It's like Halloween time. Let's dress up and, and make pretend. But I do have to give them credit for one thing. This is from, uh, Politico, the uh, I think this I think this was yesterday broadcast yesterday yes September 11th last night a uh, Dateline London foreign heads of state and their spouses heading to London for the state funeral for Queen Elizabeth's funeral have been asked to arrive in the UK on commercial flights and banned from using helicopters to get around world leaders. Have also been told that they cannot use their own state cars to attend the funeral at Westminster Abbey on September 19th and will instead be bussed in mass from a site in West London. <laughs> As one foreign ambassador said, can you imagine Joe Biden on a bus? Yeah, maybe a short bus, but Joe Biden is going to be asked to join other world leaders on a bus <laughs> not and not fly air force 1 and not bring a helicopter and not bring a convoy of SUVs this is this is glorious because we know they're all frauds we know they're all hypocrites none of them not one of them care about climate change not one of them care about carbon emissions least of all joe biden there's no way he will make one small sacrifice for, uh, at this time or any time, of course, neither will you know Prince Charles. I've, I've seen in the last like four days Prince Charles get into like six different jets and five different limos and you know three different uh, SUVs to get carted around so he can hand hold his hand out and let the subject kiss his ring. People are actually doing that. I watched it. They're kissing the hand of this creep this 73-year-old creep who's, who's ascended to the throne and now will be the head of state or whatever the hell he is. Um, but won't that be funny? Just if Joe Biden says, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll agree. I'll fly commercial. I'm going to fly business class, though. You know, it is a long flight. And Kamala Harris takes another flight, and they go and they, and they wait for the bus, and they don't take any helicopters or any limos. Uh, then we'll know that they're indeed willing to share in the pain that that we all must suffer through, you know, to save the planet. Um, Another interesting sidelight to all this is the only way I believe Donald Trump will not be personally invited. The only way that he can attend officially is to be invited by Joe Biden. (laughs) So Joe Biden, if he wanted to be gracious, you know, and indeed unify and reach across the aisle, as he always claims, he could invite his predecessor. They could joint, get together on an what, airline, whatever, I don't even know who flies, so, American Airlines flight, and take the same flight. They could both sit and coach together. Maybe they could sh- sit in the same aisle, I mean, in the same, across the aisle, or sit on the same row, but uh, it's not going to happen. I don't even know why Trump would want to go. I don't know why anyone would want to go. Honest to God, John Kerry was there like 10 minutes after she died, they declared her dead. There was John Kerry. In London, I think the the backdrop was whatever, Buckingham Palace. And he was talking about climate change. And this was Friday. (laughs) She just died. And he jumped in the government-funded private jet to go to London to not talk about the Queen, although I'm sure he was asked about it, but to emphasize that we must tackle the climate crisis. Also over the weekend, Kamala Harris said we must beat climate change. Now of course I think it was Chuck Todd uh, uh Biden uh aide Chuck Todd doing the asking. So no one said how exactly do you beat climate change you moron. That's what he should have said. But he didn't. Instead he said are we are you afraid of all the threats from domestic terrorists is, is it worse than 9 uh worse than what happened to us on 9/11? Um we have we have some uh, Chuck Todd with Kamala these two these two uh Chuck Chucky Chucky giving her a foot massage, don't we, Ironhead? There's there's two cuts I want. I want him asking about the border. We can get to that. Mm Because even Chuck Todd, who is there for one reason only, to help Kamala Harris, to help advance her agenda, to try his best to make her look good, which is impossible. And we also have masking about comparisons from 9-11. This is just obscene. Can I just say that? This is on 9-11. Families are still grieving. They're remembering. They're honoring their, their loved ones. They lost on that horrendous day when 3,000, actually it was 2,977. 2, I don't know if you saw this, but Japal, that that rep, that uh, who's sort of a squad member, she tweeted out that we lost 2,996. She included the 19 terrorists in the death toll. <laughs> and I believe Kevin McCarthy did the same thing. How stupid can you be to include the, the murderers, the terrorists in the death toll and do it. I think uh, Je, whatever her name, Jepal, Je, I think she's done it before. So she knows what she's doing. You know, she just, you know, feels bad that those poor fellows died in the crash, but, uh, um, she should be rest assured that the, uh, that the, uh, planners are still, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? The, the planner of 9-11, he's still at Gitmo. He's still down there playing volleyball and getting three squares a day. So he's good. You until, know, he didn't, yeah, he'll he, be there
2: until another WNBA star gets captured.
1: <laughs> then they'll trade him. They'll, they'll trade him for some some guy like, uh, you know, some traitor who walked off his base or whatever. But uh, do we have uh, Chucky asking her about comparing the threats on 9-11 to the current threat from domestic terror?
0: Look, we're at the 21st Um, marking, if you will, of the September 11th attacks. This was a foreign terrorist attacking our democracy, attacking this country. We're now, as a nation, battling a threat from within. Is the threat Mm. equal or greater than what we faced
2: after 9-11?
0: That's an interesting question. Um, I have held many elected offices as District Attorney, Attorney General, Mm -hmm. Senator, now Vice President, and there's an oath that we always take.
1: Can you, can you stop is. it right there? Hold it right there. This is just an instinct from the Biden, Kamala, Dr. Jill, whatever, is their first instinct is to make it about themselves. Listen to her answer. Now, I'll give her credit. She didn't f- say, oh, it's much worse now, which is what Chucky wanted. Yeah. Uh, but her first thought is, I've held many elected office. What? Again, this is on 9-11. This is on the 21st in- anniversary of the worst attack on our country ever almost 3,000 innocent Americans slaughtered. And she said, I've held many elected. What the frig are you talking about? You, I mean, she's not only dumb, she's self-obsessed. It's like about her, just like Joe Biden. Joe Biden today, by the way, we can get to this, is in Boston to talk about curing cancer. So, you know, if you're a Biden supporter, you should be ready for this. He's going to come to Boston, jam up the whole city for like eight hours, and then talk about the moonshot He has an actual moonshot committee that's there to cure cancer. A guy who can't ride a bike, a guy who can't read a teleprompter is going to cure cancer. But let's finish with this brain dead dummy talking about comparing the threats and then we can get to, her statement about the border, but go ahead.
2: Yeah. If there was ever a a time for her to giggle uncontrollably at a question, that was it
1: too. And she didn't do it. You know what? It's, it's a, it's a layup. You should say on this day, Chuck, I think we should remember the, those we lost on nine 11. Remember that we can never let our guard down. Remember how, how awful that is and how we all came together and all that stuff. Honestly, God, I've held many elective, gee, how did you do in uh, college? What was your, you know, what was your experience like in high school? How about growing up in Canada? What was that like Kamala? Uh, when you were at the at the peace march with your mother and you said freedom, what the hell does this have to do with you and what you've been through? You narcissist. But go ahead. Let's listen to more from her. 9-11. That's
0: an interesting question. Um, I have held Many elected offices as a district attorney, attorney general, Not senator, 11. now vice president. And there's an oath that we always take, which is to defend and uphold our constitution against so all enemies, foreign and domestic. We don't compare the two in the oath, but we know they both can exist and we must defend against it.
1: <laughs> That's her answer? Oh, God. There was a a Biden made a similar speech talking about, I think it was uh, Biden was in D.C., I believe. Or was he at at Ground Zero? I don't know. They they spread out and uh, he gave a similar speech. By the way, Biden hasn't done that. A sit down interview with an American journalist since February. February, this coward in chief won't sit down with a reporter whose only goal is to make him look good, whose only goal is to to help him. That's the typical member of the Washington press corps. And he doesn't have the guts to sit down with them. Uh, The guy who's going to cure cancer. But uh, listen to this. this, uh, Is that at Ground Zero or is that in D.C. at the Pentagon? Why don't you find out while you play Biden making the uh, kind of vague comparisons to threats we face now on the anniversary of 9-11. Go ahead.
0: It's not enough to gather and remember each September 11th those we lost more than two decades ago. Because on this day, it is not about the past. It's about the future. We have an obligation, a duty, a responsibility to defend, preserve and protect our democracy, the very democracy that guarantees the rights of freedom that those terrorists on 9-11 sought to bury in the burning fire and smoke and ash. You
1: know, He's so bad at this, too. He's so bad at this. Uh, it is indeed about the past. It's about the people we lost. That's the families who gather there, want to remember their loved ones. They don't want to hear it's about fighting for democracy in the future. And and <laughs> he, just, he just looks so uncomfortable and so just out of his element when he's uh, supposed to be inspiring and rallying people around something. He just sucks at it. But um, uh, we, we could do, we could do a Kamala on the border later. I want to, I want to make this leap. This was something, uh, so he was at the Pentagon. Of course, he doesn't want to, I mean, he do not want to put in too many hours. He would not have to travel. I mean, that's, he's missing some like serious Delaware, beach time. It's still, it's still beach weather and robe with beach. Um, but, uh, this is an amazing thing because the two big stories over the weekend were the the old lady in, who died in, in England and it's it's sad apparently she was very gracious, very lovely old woman she she died at ninety six I mean sad that she was cut down in the prime of life but uh, <laughs> all all weekend just weird people in silly costumes and skirts and, uh, marching and you know doing them, nodding and kissing and bowing and all you know just all kinds of ridiculous uh, uh, customs we're supposed to follow she's uh, in a Mercedes hearse. She's not, she's gone, but her remains are in Mercedes hers and people are crying as it drives by. That's a big story. Don't get me wrong. This is a big story. 9-11 was 21 years ago uh, and uh, there were tributes. I mean, there's just amazing documentaries out there. There's amazing tributes. There's all kinds of inspiring displays of patriotism. We can play it. I want to play it at the end. The national anthem in New York at the Jets game. That was the highlight of the, the day for the Jets when the uh, uh, NYPD officer who was singing the anthem, let the crowd pick up where she let off and they just sang it and it was beautiful. But this happened on Friday and I am telling you, I did not see a thing about it all weekend. This happened on Friday and there was very little, even on Twitter, on social media about it's amazing what we, we accept from this lawless Biden administration on Friday, take it for what it's worth, uh, Steve Bannon, after he was arrested and, and handcuffed and marched in front of the media as a show of force to intimidate Biden officials, Steve Bannon went on with uh, Charlie Kirk and just casually mentions that the Biden DOJ, the Biden FBI, has raided the homes of 35 Trump allies. This piqued my curiosity of them, like, which ones and, and what, how'd they do it? Did they... It, was it similar to like uh, Roger Stone did they have like 30 agents with guns drawn did they go did they do what they did to Peter Navarro and handcuff and put in leg irons in front of his family? How did it work? Where were these? Good luck getting any information about this our media our our, our mainstream media in this country is busy covering a funeral for an old lady and uh, trying to help Biden link nine 11 to MAGA Republicans. That's what they're busy doing, including by the way, Fox news um, all weekend. I saw nothing about this, heard nothing about it. It's incredible. The guy telling you we must be vigilant and fight these threats to democracy. That guy, the guy we just played that, I mean, I realize he's, Incoherent and confused, and he's not really all there. But that guy and his handlers, the visiting angels, are telling you every minute of the day to be to to be careful because MAGA Republicans want to overthrow democracy. Don't forget, they're semi-fascist. That's what Bubblehead Kamala Harris wants you to know. That's what Biden wants you to know. That's what the the, the whole regime wants you to know. At the same time, they're raiding the offices and the homes of Trump allies. How is this not the biggest story? I mean, if you're a Biden supporter, you're a Trump hater, you should applaud this, right? You should say, this is great. They're busting, they're ransacking the homes of Trump supporters. If you're not a Biden supporter, this should scare the hell out of you. They're coming for you. This is the tone they're setting. This is all about intimidation. They don't really think, this is not really enforcing the law. It's about scaring people into thinking twice before they put a red hat on or they, they serve as a, a lawyer or an aide for Donald Trump in 2024. They want you to know if you do that, you could end up in jail. But watch this, listen to this, and tell me this isn't the biggest story of the weekend, if not the month, if not the year. This is frightening. And nobody seems to care. Nobody seems to care. We got other things to worry about. And uh, just kind of went, he uh, just kind of dropped this on Friday. I didn't hear a word about it, I still haven't maybe you know maybe tonight, maybe Tucker, maybe Hannity will dive in, but this should scare every every law abiding American. go ahead, let's listen to Steve Bannon on Friday. I say one of the best days of
0: my life. It was a very powerful spiritual day for me. It was a lot of things were you know came into high clarity it was I was totally in the zone, as you say, in sports the entire time, and uh you know they're not gonna shut me up. We see it is you saw it from the demonic speech. That Biden gave in Philadelphia Exactly this is a dying regime That was a primal scream And here what they're trying to do No matter who it is Donald Trump and Mar-a-Lago There were 35 FBI raids yesterday Right Handing out There's another grand jury uh, Coming together on January 6th The Washington Post reported it They just reported a couple of names There were 35 senior members of MAGA uh, Republicans Supporters of Donald Trump uh, That were roll, You know The FBI rolled in on Right when they didn't need to do it, remember all these people have lawyers. All their lawyers are very well known. No, the jackbooted Gestapo has got to show up at their door and uh, and make a big display of this. So there's so much going on that people don't even know. It's
1: that, that that's just yeah yeah. What no big deal. Thirty five aids. I don't even know. I didn't even know Trump had thirty five aides. But they're all. If that's true, well, first of all, it's not. If it's not true, you think the media would have some interest in exposing Bannon as a liar? And if it is true, that is huge news. It is frightening news. Has a president ever done that? Uh, Rate had. I mean, this is like Michael Corleone at the at the baptism. You know, we settle all family business. We're going to destroy all our adversaries. We're going to intimidate them. We're going to make it impossible for them to uh, gather together and challenge us in 2024. And yet, I you know. I think it's an indictment. Uh, Obviously, we know Joe Biden is a a semi-fascist. We know he doesn't care about the the rule of law uh, or the, the norms, as they like to say. But this is on the media, too, man. The media doesn't have any interest in this. You would think that would be an amazing story, a huge, groundbreaking story. What did they find? You know, do we have video? Did they tip off the media the way they've done in the past and tell CNN cameras to show up at some of these raids? It's either not true and Bannon's lying and that's big or it is true and he's telling the truth. And that's just an incredible story. And for, for whatever reason, I, I think I know the reason the media has no interest. They're busy helping Kamala and Joe Biden, you know, fight those MAGA fascists.
2: Do you think uh, that Fox isn't reporting it because they heard it and looked into it and didn't find any evidence?
1: Possibly. Not, it's, uh, maybe you know, I, honestly, I didn't spend a lot of time watching cable news on, on Friday and Saturday. They, they probably mentioned it. They probably did it, but wouldn't you like to know more? Wouldn't you like yeah. the names? I mean, if these guys, in the past, guys like Bannon and Roger Stone, these guys, when they've been raided, they can't wait to tell the story because it's so insane, it's so outrageous. Look what they did. They went through, or, or on Trump, they went through, you know, uh, Barron's bedroom. They went through Melania's underwear drawer. <laughs> it's, it's, it's. Uh, oh, let me check. Oh, let's see who got. Oh, we have the car with the old ladies remains in it going really slow and a bunch of guys dressed up plate in big stupid hats walking next to it and thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people looking at it so i'm sorry we do we have much bigger news than the president raiding the homes of his uh of his uh, adversaries yeah we got this adult <laughs> ordering his servants to clear the stuff off his desk get off the, you know the servant i mean it's like some out of you know out of Braveheart. He since these long shanks you know like like look at me i'm i'm the king start uh, okay i'm moving on no more talk of the king let's get to the corrupt let's get to more from the corrupt media in this country this was an amazing moment in um in Las Vegas, if you haven't paid attention, it's a wild story. A reporter, this guy, German or German, I don't even know. I've seen it pronounced both ways. Um, he he was a reporter, investigative reporter for the Las Vegas Review Journal, but long time guy, sixty-nine-year-old guy, and he'd broken some stories about this Democrat uh politician, who by the way is making hundred and thirty thousand a year and he's going to continue to get a salary but he was defeated because uh, because and and he blames I assume blames the uh, reporter who broke all these stories about him uh, and he blames you know uh, blames him for the end of the demise of his career and I guess all kinds of other misfortune he's had in his life uh, but Uh, I think he went a little too far. He confronted him. He stabbed him to death, allegedly. He's been arrested. Uh, And uh, let me get the list. And so the sheriff, uh, the sheriff's name is Joe Lombardo, goes before the uh, media, does a press conference, you know, an update on uh, where things stand after they arrested the scumbag Democrat. Uh, uh, He was arrested on suspicion of murdering investigative reporter, Jeff German, German or German. Um, And so he does a press conference to give people updated. And I believe this is the first question, if I'm not wrong, the first question about the murder committed by a Democrat politician of a reporter. And the first question they ask of the sheriff is, is it Trump's fault? This is just an amazing moment. And the reporter is not ashamed of this at all, but this is what Trump has done. He's broken these people. They, they have this incredible story of one of their colleagues who'd been breaking stories and telling the truth and exposing corruption of a Democrat. And the response is, uh, could you please blame Donald Trump for me? Let's watch this moment.
0: Sheriff, sure, you said the murder of a journalist is especially troubling. Now is probably not the appropriate time to talk politics, but do you condemn... Um,
1: so why are we talking politics then? Do you condemn
0: the of normalization of violence against journalists?
1: Um, no, I think this property, the inappropriate venue to speculate on that or opine on that, um, I think its uh, it, it needs to be stated and noted that it is troublesome because it is a journalist and, and we expect journalism to be open and transparent and watchdog for government. And And when people take it upon themselves to create harm associated with that profession, I think it's very important that we put all eyes on and address the case appropriately, such as we did in this case with this expediency associated with it. (laughs) She's unashamed. Do you blame Donald Trump? Her name is Dana Gentry. She's with the Nevada current. And that's what she thinks is important. Uh, Not... (laughs) not finding uh, not finding out why this scumbag Democrat uh, appointed by the Democrat governor um, murdered her her colleague could you please blame Donald and he doesn't play along I guess to his credit doesn't play along with the uh, you know with this this woman this this insane woman who is obviously infected with Trump derangement syndrome but uh, good for him good for him but I, I, I saw her Yeah, and people looked at uh, I saw her photo and her story, and she's just, in a, uh, just a left-wing hack pretending to be a journalist. But this is like a real news story, murder, a crime. And you're saying, could you please do me a favor and make this about Donald Trump? All right, before we get, we have one more crime story before we get to... Uh before we get to the NFL Sunday and uh, NFL weekend, which was pretty wild, I got some thoughts. I got some thoughts, but I want to do this uh, Fetterman story because we, you know, we've tried to stay updated on the Fetterman, uh, on Dr. Oz uh, race, which is wild because Fetterman is simply the worst political candidate in American political history. If you haven't been paying attention, he's a big, goofy, uh, loser who's his trust fund baby. Who's never had a real job in his life. Never run a business, never had a job, never paid taxes. His parents supported him until he was 50. And he be, until he became Lieutenant governor, the first job, real job he ever had. And he wants to be uh, the next U S Senator. Again, yeah, he's not run, running for uh, whatever a governor, mayor of that little town that he risk destroyed. He wants to be a Senator and he had a stroke in May and he hasn't recovered. That's one thing. The other thing is, He's a terrible candidate. He's a crazy left winger, Bernie bro. He said, if you could, it was asked if he could wave a magic wand and change one thing about any, in the world, what it would be. I don't know if it were, if it were me, I'd say I'd, I'd cure cancer, you know? I mean, if it were me, I'd say, you know, whatever, world peace, something like that. He's a politician. His answer was he wants to get rid of life without par- parole for murderers murderers. He wants to release one third of all prisoners. We have this crime spree across the country, including across Pennsylvania. And he doesn't say I'd get rid of, you know, gangs or fentanyl. He says he'd get rid of life without parole and free murderers. He wants to get, let people out of prison. He wants to have legal injection sites for heroin addicts. He's in lunatic. He did a press conference on nine 11 yesterday an appearance, not a press conference, I'm sorry, an appearance with these fanatical pro-abortion people, these women. And they are big proponents of defunding the police. So he made an appearance with a defund the police crowd on (laughs) 9-11. Real. I mean, he doesn't care. I'll give him credit for that. He knows he's a left-wing lunatic and he doesn't hide from it. But one other thing that would probably eliminate a guy, if he were Republican, if this were Dr. Oz we were talking about, or somebody... Uh, the media doesn't like he, he once saw a black guy jogging and g- went and grabbed the shotgun out of the back of his truck and held the guy at gunpoint because he thought he was I know, a criminal. And the guy is real articulate. The guy is real. Uh, 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 he's willing to talk. And I've never heard the first I've heard from him. first. I've been following this race at least since May. And this is the first I've heard of the black jogger from the black jogger who was held at shot at the at the end of a shotgun by the by this 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 big meathead John Fetterman. And by the way, he says it wasn't loaded. <laughs> oh, okay, you held a shotgun that wasn't loaded, and you were holding this guy, this poor jogger, uh, until the cops arrived. Uh, but you didn't put a I didn't put a shell in the chamber. He said. But listen to his explanation and tell me this wouldn't be the biggest story of the whole campaign if it were the other side, if it were a if it weren't this this great hope for the uh, this great big goofy, goofy hope for the Democrats. If this were Oz or some other Republican, you he wouldn't hear the end of it. I mean he would just be he'd be a racist, he'd be a Klansman, you know, he'd be a white supremacist. But but no, this guy he wants uh you know to legalize heroin, so for some reason the media is supporting him, but go ahead and play it. Let's listen to his story. And I heard approximately a dozen or more what what clearly sounded like assault rifle uh, gunshots go off. Mayor John Fetterman says he rushed his son inside, called 911, and took off in his truck after a masked man in black he saw running. But Chris Meares, the man Fetterman confronted, turns out to be an innocent jogger who police say had no weapon.
2: There wasn't any assault rifle shots, it was bottle rockets behind the library.
1: Mayor Fetterman did have a weapon. A, a 20 gauge shotgun, uh, in, in the, under the back seat of my truck, which I pulled out and I, I showed to just say, look, we're gonna wait
0: here and we're gonna get this all sorted out when the police arrive. Mieres and the mayor tell very different stories. He says Fetterman followed me into North Braddock and pulled a
2: shotgun
1: and aimed it at my chest.
0: Did you point the shotgun at him? No, I did not.
1: I pointed it, you know, away so uh, that he would see that I was armed, but I did not point it at him. In fact, I didn't even have a round chambered or the uh, remove the safety at that point. For both men, (laughs) it was frightening. North Braddock's police chief says his officers tell him the shotgun incident was over when they arrived. Nieras says that's not true. The police tried to laugh it off.
2: I mean, there's a mayor with a shotgun and six other cops surrounded me. What else can I do
1: but this? I believe I did the right thing, but I may have broken the law during the course of it. And, uh, you know, I'm certainly not <laughs> above the law if, if if I did. But what I did, I did in a split second in the, out
0: of uh, concern as a father and, and the mayor. He's trying to make it like it's OK. He's trying to justify what he did.
1: OK, uh, consider this that that that's the best uh appearance we've seen from him in three four months because he actually strung a sentence together he can't do that anymore if you haven't been paying attention he can't do that he can't answer a direct question he was lying of course he was lying oh the safety wasn't even off and there wasn't around in the chamber gee do you think that guy that kid that that runner knew that of course not and secondly i don't believe him for a second he's lying He's lying. And it would be such a big story if we had an honest mainstream media. He, he's clearly says, yeah, I just, I may have broken the law. <laughs> yeah. You may have broken the law. You hold a jogger. To, you hold him till the cops arrive with his hands up with a shotgun. And you want us to think that you were, uh, did the right thing. I'm sorry. It doesn't work. And I don't know if Dr. Oz will make a commercial out of that. I'm sure he has mixed emotions because you don't want to show him where he can actually, you know, make <laughs> complete a sentence because he can't do that anymore, but he still hasn't agreed to debate. It's amazing. The media won't force him. He'll be allowed to get all the way to, you know, like a week before the election, when half the people have already voted before he does a debate. If he does a debate at all, we'll see how the early we'll see how it goes until then. But I, I God, I hope he does. That, that'll just be, that'll be grand. That'll be just wonderful entertainment. If he actually does debate, all right, we got to get to our uh, our thoughts on the NFL weekend. I, I, how did I do? I got every game wrong, didn't I? Uh, except for oh, Thursday, oh, oh, I got Tampa Bay right. Well, I got I got Tampa Bay, and did we do Tampa? Did we do Tampa and uh, Dallas? Yep, I think we all have. We're on Tampa. So so, I got Thursday night. What was that again? That was uh, uh, the Rams and the Bills. My Bills, and then uh, we did the Patriots and uh, one other game. Oh, Cleveland, Cleveland, which you got right, which is amazing. But uh, yep. man, it was a wild weekend. Not a good weekend for your New England Patriots. A damn good weekend for Tom Brady once again. But we'll get to that. Let me get to uh, Shay, and then we'll then we'll run through all the all that happened in the NFL over the weekend. Shade Concrete, you know what they can do for you? you know, this summer, you got to do a summer home improvement project. I got one for you. New precast concrete steps, whether you're building a new home or you're remodeling an old one, Shade has great values on precast concrete steps with designs that will fit your home. There are many options available, including concrete, but you can also customize with beautiful stone or brick. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your, your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the envy of the neighborhood they remove the old steps bring in new steps within hours you got a whole new look and your house is looks better and is worth more this isn't just an uh this isn't an expense this is an investment an upgrade in your home with one phone call Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience in a few hours you'll have a brand new front entrance and you will love it you can learn more about Shay's precast concrete steps at shayconcrete.com. Also at shayconcrete.com. You got to look for a job, a good one. Shay is hiring. They're always hiring. The bus- business is good, it is booming. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. Uh, I, can't, uh, I can't think of how. Had gone much worse. The New England Patriots couldn't score, they got crushed by Miami. Belichick's now 0 and 4 against Tua, a decidedly mediocre quarterback. It's hard to believe. Yeah, he, remember we used to say you know young quarterbacks you just eat them alive. Well, he's lost, he's played Tua four times and lost all four times. Hell, they got a new coach. The last guy got fired. Yeah, <laughs> he may have got fired cuz he didn't he didn't uh, didn't lose enough, but the uh, new guy, I don't think, I don't think he's, I don't think Stephen Ross is paying the new guy, Mike McDaniel to lose. I think he's, I think he's supposed to win and he is, he's one and zero. It was a dismal performance all around for the Patriots. I mean, they turned the ball over. They gave, they got their quarterback hit and maybe hurt. They couldn't get in the end zone. It was uncomfortably bad. And then to cap it off at night, Brady took the field uh, in Dallas and just smoked the uh, the Cowboys, who were terrible, who lost their quarterback. He broke his whatever, some bone in his hand or his thumb. or it's Dak thumb. Prescott's out for a couple of months. Uh, not a good day for the Cowboys. But uh, there's a couple of amazing uh, numbers from uh, from yesterday. Tom Brady, since he left, is 30 and 10. Since he left New England, by the way, New England didn't have to let him leave. Or remind you, they let him leave because, I don't know, Kraft wanted to do the right thing by a guy who'd been great for 20 years. He's 30 and 10. Bill Belichick is 18 and 18. That is 500. That is not good. And, by the way, in a crappy division, even though the bills are much better now. It's still, you know, they still get the Jets twice a year and he's 18 and 18. I think the debate we had for decades about who's most responsible for the dynasty. I think we've got a pretty clear answer after Brady has left and they had one just mind boggling stat last night on the game. Red zone in since 2010, Tom Brady in the red zone, 58 touchdowns, zero interceptions. (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty damn good. That's since 2010. Since, so that's since he turned 43. <laughs> he's 58 touchdowns, zero picks. He's got Mike Evans healthy. Godwin got hurt, but he has Julio Jones, who's going to be able to, you know, get one-on-one coverage and can be kind of ignored, forgotten, overlooked, and he'll just thrive. And this, he's got to let it for net. He's got weapons all around him. He's got an excellent defense, just a bunch of Wild crazed dogs out there running sideline to sideline. It is a damn good team. I'm not sure if it's uh, we went over this last week. Who's the favorite to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC? Is it Green Bay, Tampa Bay? It was Tampa Rams. Oh, it is. So I picked both favorites. I picked the Bills and the Rams. I picked the Bills and the Bucks. Pretty, pretty gutsy on my part. The uh, big news last night wasn't just Brady. You know, and uh, Giselle wishing him well on Instagram because we all are worried about those two kids. But uh, the big news was Chris Collinsworth's voice. I thought it was fine. That's me. I didn't think, see a problem with it. I'll be curious to see if, uh, what's his face, Tariko gets a test positive for COVID today or the next day. Because sure sounded like Chris Collinsworth had, he sounded like, like I did or, you know, sounded like people I know who've had COVID, that's what they sound like for a couple of days. And it was clear, at least, you know, from my seat, my, my perspective that he, he should have just taken the night off. I mean, it was distracting how bad he sounded. You couldn't put whoever in there, you know, fly in, whatever, uh, Tony Dungy or, or Drew Brees or, uh, or uh, I don't know, who, was, who else is, uh, uh, Jason Garrett wouldn't have him in the booth former Cowboys coach, but now Chris Collinsworth struggled through it, um, powered through it. And it was, I guess it wasn't uh, distracting the whole day, but here's, here's uh, what I'm looking forward to October 16th bills at chiefs. Cause the chiefs looked spectacular. Um, Tyreek Hill looked good for Miami, but he doesn't have the quarterback. Now he has to uh, a dinker and dunker, a guy who, you know, doesn't take any chances. Captain check down. He had Patrick Mahomes, the best pure passer in the game right now, who threw for five touchdowns, no picks, right? Five TDs, no picks. Um, Yesterday in just a dominant performance, they look good. The bills look great. It is, it's going, these two teams are so far superior to the Patriots. I'm not sure people in new England could even kid themselves into thinking that they uh, are a playoff worthy team sure doesn't feel that way. And uh, after the game, after uh, the Patriots managed to put up a whopping seven points, uh, Mac Jones skipped his press conference because he had a back injury. Now that's, uh, I mean, it, he took a bunch of hits and there was one blindside hit where he fumbled and they uh, Ingram scored the touchdown going the other way, defensive touchdown. But that's a hit Tom Brady doesn't take. At uh, this is Mahomes' numbers. 30 of 39, 360 yards, five touchdowns, zero ints. Is that a perfect rating? Is that 158? It's he was uh be. 144. Ooh, well, it's not perfect. Uh, but I'm telling you right now, Mac Jones is good. He had a, a good rookie year. That's a hit you have to see coming. You have to know, you have to sense, you have to feel and avoid. That's why Tom Brady is playing at 45. That's what Aaron Rodgers could do. Although he took a beating yesterday, that's what uh, the, the the great quarterbacks have that pocket sense where they can feel it. They know somehow that someone has run free and is about to, you know, drill them in the back. And you got to either avoid the contact or, or protect the ball. That's he's not going to get the blame for that because they screwed up the blocking assignment. But in maybe he'll learn. Maybe he'll be better at that. But that is partially on the quarterback. That may, have been the play, um, that may have been the play. That may have been the play that that uh, you know, he got hurt on. I mean, obviously, it was a huge play. It was a It was a big turning point, and the Patriots, you know, couldn't get in the end zone. It felt like it. They had no shot. It never felt like they were in the game. It's uh, it's it's not a it does not look like a very promising season. I don't know who's calling the plays. I don't care. I mean, us to guys, is it, is it that big a deal of who's calling the plays? They kept talking about it, showing Patricia, showing Joe Judds. I, I guess it's Patricia. It was not a great job by him or anybody on that Patriot team. First drive is good. Why is Matt Patricia like wearing a jacket? It's like 112 degrees. He's sweating through his jacket. Why are they all wearing jackets? Belichick's wearing one. Patricia, Joe judge had like a hooded sweatshirt on. Who's he think he is? John Fetterman. Oh, mm-hmm. by the way, Fetterman took us, had to take a sweatshirt off yesterday cause he was at some formal event. You can see why he wears it. He has something growing out of the back of his head. It looks like alien, like there's something inside the back of his head, this massive lump. He is not a healthy-looking man. But anyway, I heard after this game the most amazing comment I've ever heard from Bill Belichick, and I'm not exaggerating. This was so uncharacteristic. I don't know if what it means. I don't know if it means... He is, uh, is is rationalizing this embarrassing defeat on the road at Miami. I don't know if he's feeling desperate, but here's what a fan would say if after that game. Here's what you know Jerry Thornton would say, or or some or, or Turtle Boy, that say you know we are really in it. Two big plays and that was it. And if you got rid of those two plays, uh, you know a fumble, a pick. Um, you know, the different game, right? Different game. That's what fans say. That's what, that's what emotional supporters of the team say. That's not what Bill Belichick says. I do not remember him ever offering up this kind of rationalization or this kind of delusion that we were in this game of chess. We didn't get the breaks. And, you know, you could talk about that passing for the first, uh, the pick in the end zone, uh, and you could talk about the the uh, uh, non-call and didn't call interference, but there were still three or four other calls that they could have uh, you know, that could have gone the other way. those those happen. I mean, the Patriots over the last twenty years have got like ninety percent of the calls. I can't handle Patriots fans saying, oh, if it's just if it weren't for that call, we'd have won the game. No, you wouldn't have. I think you got your ass kicked. And i expected Belichick to say that in his you know usual way, just say, you know, we, we got to do better. we got to coach better, whatever. He actually sounds like like a fan here. But uh, let's listen.
0: You know, obviously, disappointing start here. Um, you know, it's really a pretty even game. Two big plays, 14 points really skewed the game. Um, you know, moved the ball. We couldn't, couldn't get any points, enough points, and we got into their territory. We got in there you know, six, seven times, whatever it was end up with seven points, so we got to do a better job finishing uh, defensively. You know, you have a big play there at the end of the half and and a couple field goals, but still need to play better on third down. I I mean,
1: he says it the way he says everything, just monotone, but that's amazing. Two big plays, skewed the game. Has he ever in the last 20-something years said something skewed the game? You say, it is what it is, or whatever, you know, that's the way it is. You are what you are. And instead, he's, rationalizing. That's a bad sign. I really feel like it. And I feel like they're just not in the same league as the bills. And, you know, they, they you know, they, they don't have the playmakers that the, uh, that the dolphins have. And I mean, obviously the jets stink. So they'll, you know, have win some games in the division, but that is not a playoff team, especially if, uh, if Mac Jones gets hurt and he, and if he might not be hurt this time, but if he doesn't have better awareness, he's, and, and he's got, you know, he's got guts. He wants to hang in the pocket. And, but if he gets hit like he did yesterday, he's not going to last, um, you know, he's not going to last the whole season because, you know, they're, they're, they're coming after him. And, uh, they're they are just teams who are, en- are going to love, they're going to enjoy the downfall of the Patriots. So much. not just the fans, the players, the teams, the coaches, are going to just enjoy kicking his ass. The guy's coaching his first ever NFL game. And he coached out-coached Bill Belichick on fourth and seven. He calls a, or his offense corner calls a throw over the middle, and uh, Waddle scores the touchdown. That was a backbreaker on fourth and seven. And I don't think uh, Belichick's defense uh, was expecting that. By the way, but and then makes it worse when Brady's on at night. By the way, the best part of the whole weekend was. That Steelers-Bengals, even though I picked the Bengals, I was kind of rooting for the Bengals just because, I don't know, I never root for the Steelers, and I like Joe Burrow. What a wild freaking game that was. What a wild game. Uh, it was. It went into overtime. The Steelers won after, after the Bengals lost their snapper. Their snapper. And they the backup snapper couldn't make the snap and cost them a couple of chances uh, at game-winning field goals. <clears throat> Which was amazing. That guy, whatever his name is, that number eighty-four, the snap backup snapper. Have they cut him yet? Has he been cut? I don't so, know. To look that I mean, man, talk about uh, just your worst nightmare. He, he, both snaps were high, both kicks were, oh, both misses were his fault. Obviously, it was funny. The announcer, whoever the announcer, what was that? Uh, Charles Davis, I believe. By the way, Adam achilletta sucks. The the color guy for the Patriots game. That's your life. Without Brady, you're a mediocre team, you know. Which is uh, not going to be highlighted. You're not going to get uh, Tony Romo or Chris Collinsworth every week. You're going to get Adam Archuleta, who was freaking terrible, just all all full of cliches and you know just just didn't didn't add anything. I, I was it was he was uncomfortably bad. But get used to it. Get used to it. If uh, if they don't. Uh, if they don't turn it around. Credit to Brian Dayball for going for it. two points, the new Giants coach. By the way, is every Patriot coach when they leave or even when, yeah, when they leave, do they just blow up? I mean, like Brian Dayball, he's shaped like you, Ironhead. Josh McDaniels looks like he's put on about 50 pounds. Mm. Matt Patricia looks like, you know, he's, he's he's like Vince Wilfork. Joe Judge, not much better. I mean, I guess these guys work too hard. They just eat pizza and stay in the office and don't get out and exercise because they're all big. But Brian Dayball in his debut as Giants coach goes for two with the game on the line and gets it. And I guess I understand why when you have Saquon Barkley gets it and wins. And now he is just the toast of New York football for the next week, at least. So credit to to Brian Dayball and, uh, and the Giants for getting that win. But I'm telling you, it's going to be, here's the beauty of the NFL. If it were baseball or hockey or basketball, you, you couldn't imagine sitting there watching two teams out of market, sometimes like, like Steelers and Bengals and just being riveted in the, in week one, it was amazing. And then Tampa and uh, Dallas, they're not even in the conference week one. And the ratings of, of, of Brady versus Dallas will be huge. It just, it just feels you know like it matters. And that game in a month, when I say October sixteenth, Bills Chiefs, that's gonna feel like a friggin' playoff game, if not a Super Bowl, and nobody's gonna to wanna to miss it. It's just gonna be appointment viewing. Everyone's gonna tune in, rooting one way or the other. Bills on the road at Chiefs, the two best quarterbacks in the NFL after after Aaron Rodgers' performance yesterday. Aaron Rodgers, who really, really misses Devontae Adams. I hate to break it to you, uh uh at uh Aaron, but that's all you got. You got what's his name, Charles Watson. What's the guy's name? He dropped the long bomb. Something Watson. That's his. Uh, that's what he's got around him now. And in, in hell, Tua has much better weapons than uh, than Mac Jones. And I guess the strategy is to get him to him short, over the middle, in space, and let them do the rest. Because he's not good at throwing deep. He's not not a great quarterback, but didn't have to be. But I went, what, two and two? What'd you do, Ironhead? I know you had the Browns. I went two and three,
2: I think. Probably, actually, maybe worse. How
1: did you go two and three? I thought we only picked four games. I think your math is wrong.
2: I was doing uh, overs and all that stuff
1: also. So I'm you lost money over the weekend? Yes, I did. You lost money. Did you, uh, Did and what did Montate do? We made our picks Thursday. If you miss, if you haven't, uh, if you didn't uh, join us, we made our picks Thursday. <laughs> And we picked four games, and we all, we all, fought. nobody did, did much, right? What yeah, did no, he do
2: he, to, to, he really uh, laid heavy money on on the Panthers,
1: and my Browns put a stop oh, to that. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. <laughs> think of that, the Panthers, Browns, and people. Everybody was like checking it out. What well, would they do? I mean, the the NFL is just an amazing product. It really is. It's and proof that uh, think-
2: Baker's not elite, though. He would have killed
1: them if he was elite. Yeah, but he's good. He's good. I mean, I should say good. He's he's above average. I'll say that. He beat out uh, Sam. Uh, what's his face? Um, I, I do think this is the year, though, that the NFL, by painting end racism on the field, I think this is the year they do it. I think they're going to end racism as we know it. I, I, some guys still have it on the back of their helmet. I think this is the year it's really going to make a difference. Uh, I think. I mean, the Harvard admissions department's not happy about that because they are avowed racists, but uh, they have racist admissions policy, and I think the NFL is directing it at them. But uh, we'll see. We'll we'll see. I mean, I don't you look at a player who has that on the back of his helmet and say, you know, you really uh, you're really affecting things. I mean, you uh, Brady has inspire change on the back of his helmet. What the hell does that even mean? Inspire change, change in what? Well, with him, that could mean like 12 different things. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if anyone's ever, what do you mean by inspire change? You get to write your own thing back there, whatever you want to do. But uh, uh, I don't know if it's worth playing, but the, the Jets fans, that was pretty cool uh, What the Jets fans did when the anthem singer, I don't know. Did she just decide to decide to start singing? She forget the words or what? <laughs>
2: She's probably going for that moment like um, Renee Rancourt did after the uh, marathon. It was bombing. very
1: cool. She sang like half the anthem and just stopped and the whole stadium picked up where she left off. Yeah, Brianna Fernandez, NYPD officer, terrific job on the anthem, but she just stopped in the middle. Um, go ahead. This is only like a minute long. Let's play it. This, was, this is a much better tribute to uh, on 9-11 than anything we saw from uh, uh, Biden or Harris. Go ahead. Oh, hey. showed uh, this Salah, the coach that loser mm-hmm. they show guys just not singing and they look like you know what's wrong with you you the whole point is everyone's supposed to sing and it did sound good I can't we haven't captured it here but it did sound good and kind of uh, inspiring uh and uh the Jets went out and uh, lost they lose, too? I can't even remember. I don't
2: even know. I I couldn't tell you the last you, time you I don't anything, do you? you don't
1: know anything, dude. I thought you were a degenerate gambler that followed all these things. I'm not
2: degenerate. Uh, I just do most oh, of the
1: oh, 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 big news. They took the casket out of the hearse, and now they're walking it into something. Oh, well, I think they just... Yeah, one of the pallbearers had to take a leak, so they stopped at a gas station. He's in there taking a leak, and they're, uh, the rest of them are holding the casket, and then they're going to put it back in the hearse. Oh, yeah, Baltimore. Duh. Sorry. Uh, yeah, they lost to the Ravens, but... All right. Joe Biden's uh, on his way to Massachusetts to cause a massive traffic jam. He's going to go to the John Kennedy, whatever center and talk about curing cancer. My prediction, half the speech will be about Bo, his son, Bo, who died of cancer. He likes to pretend he died in combat, but he died of cancer. So it'll be about Bo. It'll be about him. It'll be about he'll make up stories about his father used to say, Joey, someday we're going to cure cancer, Joey. And so he'll be he'll be lying, as he often does and stumbling and bumbling. And we'll have that. For uh, tomorrow, but we will leave it there for today. I'll be curious to see the latest on the 35 Trump allies who were raided last week by the uh, lawless Biden regime. According to Steve Bannon, it's either true or not true. Either way, it is huge news, which the mainstream media is uh, ignoring for the most part, but we'll see if they pick up on it uh, from here. Now that, you know, Actually, I should say now that the the, the the Queen's dead. The Queen's been dead for freaking four days, and we're still going. Through. There's still non-stop live coverage from Scotland. What the hell is wrong with me? What What are they doing? I God, I hope uh, Tucker and Laura and they don't they don't spend any time on this nonsense. Oh, they're blowing bugles and trumpets and everything else. And I mean, what the hell changes? Nothing changes. She wasn't even. She was just a figurehead. Okay, I've said enough. Anything else, Ironhead? What I miss?
2: Uh, you missed that uh, Biden likes when he's talking about his dad that he goes, he called me honey. You forgot that. That was about it.
1: He calls me honey. <laughs> honey. <laughs> she wasn't a baby. <laughs> hey, baby. Uh, my the, dad, the baby? My,
2: my dad ba- put a sock yeah. on the doorknob. He must be furious <laughs> about the bills.
1: <laughs> the ba- It was the nine-year-old. Remember, how old are you, baby? How old are you, baby? <laughs> I'm nine. Ooh, almost double figures. He's got a big. Breaking pup tent in his pants. He's talking to a nine-year-old. Uh, all right, that'll. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to that another day. We got we can talk about uh, Kamala at the border. Kamala saying the border is secure. She's just so so bad at the job. So bad at the job. But uh, we got to leave it there for today. Thanks to everyone for watching, and listening, and commenting. Navalia says, Jerry, thank you for trashing the monarchy. <laughs> what is up with these Americans who are interested in that? Good question. they are people with empty lives pretending to care about these silly, silly people. But uh, we got another week of this nonsense. Joe Biden probably right now is on like online trying to book a flight, book a flight to London on American Airlines with Kamala and say, geez, should I fly business class? Can we afford it? They, don't forget, they're asking world leaders to fly commercial. We will see if Joe Biden defies them and takes Air Force One. I think that would be wrong at this time. This time, You should do what the royal family wants, but we shall see, but we will leave it there for today. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Here
2: tonight? Shaking my head And thinking something ain't right Is it just
1: me? Am I losing my mind? I'm standing on the
0: Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.
1: Well, the tide is turning in Massachusetts after years of watching Democrats raise taxes, hinder local businesses, silence the voices of parents and disrespect the police. The people have had enough. Go to massgop.org to learn more, get involved or make a contribution. In these tough economic times, rely on 1AAuto.com. Save money and empower yourself. In good times and bad, get great prices. Watch 1A Auto's massive library of free Free how-to videos. Fix it yourself easy and fast with 1AAuto.com.